0: This is Karen Hunter and welcome to The Hub. In Sun Tzu's The Art of War, a very often quoted book, it's all about strategy and tactics in waging battle to win. Now, the question is, are you waging battle or is battle being waged against you? Now, Battles can be waged in many different ways. I actually think about colds and flus. I I attack a cold or a flu. If my body is sick, I go all in. I don't wait for it to overtake. If I get a little tickle in my throat, I go get my oil of oregano, drop a couple of three drops under my tongue. I let it sit there for about 30 seconds. I gargle with it, and I do that a couple of three times a day. If I feel like I'm getting a little bit sick, I attack the bug that's trying to overtake my body. Um if you are trying to get fit, you attack that by going to the gym, going to the gym, eating right and doing the things that you need to do. If you are attacking your education, if you're in school, you don't wait until the last minute to study for an exam because you will probably not do as well as you would if you studied all along cuz it's this consistent drumbeat that will get you there. Now, as it relates to power, as it relates to power, do you wait for people to do things to you or do you grab the bull by the horns and make it happen for yourself? That's an individual question that you must ask your own self in your own time, but collectively as black people, are we in war, waging battle, or are we being done unto? Now, I think most people who are from the diaspora, most black people in the world, would say that war has been and is being waged against us. If you live in a city in America, it's hard to not say that. It, it, whether we're talking about New York City with boys being bashed in the head by police officers or people being shot or just the micro and macro aggressions in, in the stores and places where people are just saying things out of their mouths, it does feel like there's some sort of thing going on, you know, and it does feel very attacky, okay, but I ask this question because if if we are under attack, what's the tactic? Now, in Sun Tzu, he kind of breaks things down into morality, into heaven, and, you know, there's different ways to go into war, but he speaks in chapter one, about not really wanting to stay in war. Like you, you wage your battle and you get it over quickly because the goal is domination, not having a sustained campaign. And then in chapter two, uh, he writes, in order to kill the enemy, our men must be roused to anger that there may be advantage from defeating the enemy. They must have their reward. If you have been in the military, you know, they train our soldiers to kill, 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 kill. So you have to create an enemy for people to go out and kill. Because most human beings aren't really trying to kill people that didn't do anything to them. So you have to create in the minds of the soldiers this fantasy or this, this propagandized vision of the person that they're going to kill. And they have to be, what, oh, they're here, they're stealing your, your jobs they're raping your women. They're they're coming to take your freedom. They're coming here to 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 put you under their yoke. If we don't do this, they're gonna enslave you. If you don't do this, it, does that sound familiar? Huh? That's a tactic, and it's straight out of Sun Tzu's The Art of War. You gotta rouse anger in order for you to have an advantage in war. So as I look at America, there is this false narrative, this false anger about immigrants, about black people, about others and how they're coming here and they're trying to change our way of life and so people are angry and so they're more inclined to go out there and commit all manner of horrors, all manner of disrespect and degradation in the name of whatever Anger is fueling them, and it's mostly their own mediocrity. They're usually angry at themselves, but who's going to chastise themselves? Anyway, that's not why I'm talking about this. He goes on to write in this chapter, chapter 2, Therefore, in chariot fighting, when ten or more chariots have been taken, those should be rewarded who took the first. Our own flag should be substituted for those of the enemy, and the chariot's all of this mingled, blah, blah, blah. So he goes on to talk about, you know, uh, as we start to conquer, we reward the people that did it first. So then now there's incentive for someone to be first in battle because I might get rewarded. He said, this is called using the conquered foe to augment one's own strength. In war then, let your great object be victory, not lengthy campaign. All right. Chapter three is where we get that wonderful quote you know, about divide and conquer, right? And, but I'm, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus in chapter three on this. He says, in the practical art of war, the best thing of all is to take the enemy's country whole and intact. To shatter and destroy it is not so good. So too, it is better to recapture an army entire than to destroy it, to capture a regiment, a detachment, or a company entire than to destroy it. Hence, To fight and conquer in all your battles is not supreme excellence. Supreme excellence consists in breaking the enemy's resistance without fighting. This is what I want to focus on. Um, For the next couple of podcasts, I'm going to talk about the ADOS, the African descendants of slaves. I say enslaved people because they were human beings. There's no such thing as a slave. uh, It's a human being that was enslaved in bondage. Um, and let me just say up front, black people, black Americans, descendants of those who are in bondage for 400 years in this country are owed reparations. I'm going to say it a lot because that's what I believe. I do believe that how we get go about it. When, when we spend, uh, spend energy and attention to, to go after it and all that other stuff is up for discussion, but I believe it is old. it is deserved, and I have said this for the better part of a decade. I've been talking about this for the better part of a decade. That said, um, this organization, this movement, the ADOS, founded um, primarily by Vet Carnell, Breaking Brown, who I think is a badass woman, I think she's uh, one of the thought leaders, I've been following her for about five years, I've had her on my radio show a couple of times, and I thought to have her as a regular, but she's not in New York City, um, and I really prefer to have people in studio, but I think she's a pretty dope individual, uh, Tone, he's a lawyer, he seems to be pretty smart, I Can't imagine that these two guys would want the kind of nastiness that's happening around people disagreeing with maybe one or two or many aspects of the movement or how it's being carried out. As I watch social media and as I look at the comments on my own personal YouTube page, I see a lot of name calling and a lot of vitriolic kind of discourse that I ask myself, is this helpful? What is the goal? So I'm gonna throw it back out. Those of you who are members of the ADOS, what is the goal? Is the goal reparations? And if the goal is reparations, if there are people who don't necessarily agree with how you get there, do they get canceled? Are they tossed off the island? If there are people like me who believe that there's value in every black person throughout the diaspora, actually, I actually believe there's value in every single human being on this earth that has breath. Ah, I love people. Does that mean I'm wrong? Am I bad? Because I love people. I actually love humanity. I actually want everybody to be good so that we can have a happy environment for all people but I do also believe that reparations are owed, because two things can be true and I'm nimble enough to say I can love humanity, I can love black people every place that they are throughout the diaspora, I can fight for justice and equality. When I don't fight for equality because I'm already equal, but if I want to fight for justice and humanity and if I want black people to come together as the global majority, not as separate disparate tribes and groups, I don't think that that is in opposition nor should it be something that should be demonized and vilified, but that's just me. But I go back to Sun Tzu. I go back to Sun Tzu. And what he says here, which I think is really important, is that the goal is to capture the army and not destroy it. To capture the army and not destroy the land. To detach the group, to, to fight in this battle, the goal is to break the enemy's resistance without fighting. So if you can get your enemy to fight each other, is that not a better tactic than to go in and fight yourself? So I'm going to leave you with this thought. I'm going to be talking about this, but I want to leave this thought out there as a jumping off point for discussion. On the table are several questions. If the ultimate goal of the ADOS is reparations, how does the the kind of nastiness in the fighting and the, and the name-calling and all of that help us win that. How do we get reparations through those methods, right? And if there are black people from Jamaica, from Ghana, from Nigeria, from uh, Panama, from Brazil, all over the diaspora, are they not also, can they not also join us in this fight for black descendants to get reparations Why do we have to make a separation among blacks? Clearly, black Americans should give reparations. That's something separate. Why also is there this separation among people throughout the diaspora? I don't understand it, but please, go on my Twitter, at Karen Hunter, explain it to me why we have to also demonize people who aren't black Americans. I don't get it. I need us to really understand that the art of war is in full effect, has been for a long time, And if we are not paying attention, or excuse me, if we don't wake the F up, uh, we're going to be having this conversation 400 years from now. I I probably won't be here, but our descendants will. (laughs) And then what? Oh, you want to listen to this next podcast that I'm about to do because it's fire and I go all in. But I want to start the conversation. Um, just putting a toe in the water. And I hope you enjoy. Let me know what you think. Follow me on Twitter at Karen Hunter, K-A-R-E-N-H-U-N-T-E-R. If you are at all at all inspired, please share it with 10 other people that, you know, that spread this word all throughout the diaspora. I said that on purpose. All right. I love you. I actually do. Till next time.